Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. Finally, the season has nearly ended. We need it. <laughs> we do need it. But first of all, I just have a quick discussion about what happened yesterday at Manchester United. Oh. Obviously, the game Man U versus Liverpool was put on and then obviously put off. Postponement. How did get in? Well, they were kicking doors through and everything. Yeah. They were smashing the place. And what really happened is, obviously, they were protesting against the Glaciers, the United fans were. They were basically trounced and smashed their way through their building and managed to get on the pitch to try to get in front of the TV cameras to do a massive protest of the Glaciers out. And I thought it's a really good subject, really, because we are. It makes me realise how lucky we are to have, you know, a stoke based family that. They aren't trying to sort of ruin the club, really. They're putting their own money in to save the yeah. club and keep it going. And, you know, do, do you blame the Man United fans and Liverpool fans wanting to get rid of American owners? And um, I think, from a Liverpool perspective, I think when they start getting a little bit... Like this season, you've seen some of the fans calling for... The manager go and all, and you think you've just won out of a lot of trophies in yeah, three years, and you think sometimes just ha- just calm down a bit. You've done really well, and, and and you just think. I mean, it's happened at Chelsea year on year, hasn't it? They win the league, and then yeah, the they're kicking yeah, off again yeah. the following year, and you think they need a reality check sometimes. I mean, United so dominant all through our childhood, weren't they? And, yeah, and most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. The thing is, you look at. You look at it of late. I mean, this season they've been a massive improvement. United really yeah. over the over the t- course of the season, and you think who's possibly going to come in and buy Man United? I, I don't know. I, I think I understand that they're so used to being a, a winning club, aren't they? And they haven't won the league for is it nine years now. And well, I don't think it is about the the winning. I don't think it's about that. I think the problem is when you've got someone like a Glazier that's going in, you know, using a loan deal to put in there and taking bits of money out themselves to keep things firing up and then obviously one of the big benefactors of uh, the European Super League it does have a big effect on football I mean they try to destroy football to be honest these mm-hmm. people and I can completely understand why they want to get them out I mean I don't agree with you know smashing the way in but sometimes it's the only thing that gets attention yeah. you know the game was postponed everybody's talking about it the Glaciers have apparently been forced to come out and talk to the fans in some kind of meeting and all that lot which has never happened before because they obviously stay in a little tower in Texas I think it is or, yeah. or south of Miami wherever it is they, they live so you can kind of understand why, why the fans are upset I mean Liverpool do the same Henry's the same where he just puts in the problem is it's a different model in America compared to over here because yeah. there's no relegation owners do make money out of their franchises as they call them over there not clubs or sports they call yeah. them franchises because they make so much money they'll flood 100, 200 million in spending on players to improve their team and they'll probably go win it Super Bowl or do well yeah. on Panther Cups or whatever they're called then they don't spend they just plod along and earn their money back for the spend they put in and then eventually earn money and then eventually go yeah go on I'll put 100 million and in the cycle continues because yeah. there's no jeopardy of relegation or being kicked out do you not think that's I mean the thing is football clubs at one time are run by people who love that football club a lot of the time yeah they were local now, businessmen yeah. it's a business and, and the thing is the this sort of sentimentality is going out the game largely because the amount of money that is sort of available to these top clubs and the amount of revenue that comes through the door, it is a business. It's nothing to do with the football no more. That's how it's that's how it's gone. I think it's gone like that quite naturally, and I think the Premier League have got a lot of answer for as well because it the constant bombardment of money mm. that's thrown at them. These big tycoons are coming in. Because they they're the ones who know how to play with this big money. Yeah. They Whereas get. before they were small, small time. In a way, they were quite a small time business. Oh yeah, yeah, they were. They were people who were probably worth about a mil, two mil, and yeah. just not putting a load in, but keeping it going and yeah. thriving and whatever. But the problem is with that model of America because there's no jeopardy. But the thing is over here, it's a completely different mechanism because you can't not spend. Because yeah. if you don't, if you're Man United and you don't spend in the summer or don't invest big money in yeah. you'll fall behind a City or you'll fall behind a Chelsea yeah. or you'll fall behind a Liverpool which has only happened recently that's because Liverpool have done nothing in all our time really apart from a couple of cup wins I think it has changed since the 90s largely I think I think back in you looked at some of the, the great United teams that won things 
the following season they might have only brought two and three and but they'd have been top signings. Now the the gap from first, second and third is so tight that any slip up and it's proved this year that City are just steamrolling. Yeah. And it's whoever the best most. And if yeah. you, like somebody said, I can't remember who it said, it was Danny Mayfield, somebody said that it's different to America because America, you're always in it. So you're always competing. So people are happy, the fans are happy because you're always in it. Yeah. But what they don't understand is that you have to, it's like Cronkite, who they all protested against as well, funnily enough, another American owner. He, they've come out and said that he's come out and gone, well, why aren't my Arsenal in the Champions League? They don't understand the earning of it. They yeah. don't understand you have to earn your way into the you European League. Right you earn your way into the Europa League. You don't yeah. just go in, oh, well, we're awesome. That doesn't get you <laughs> in the Champions League. Sorry, it just doesn't happen. No. You know, it's it's one of them things. And it just makes me feel how lucky we are to have owners like the Coates family who are probably richer than most of those American ones we're talking about. We know they're richer than the Glaciers. We know they're richer than uh, Henry as well when you combine the money together with the family. So we are very lucky to have owners like them. But for me, there's got to be something done to share this wealth out. Because there's obviously now becoming a big problem that all this money's going to the same hands all the time rather than being plumped down into the lower leagues like a Vale, like a crew. Because crew never go anywhere because they never seem to have any money when they do rise to those great positions to spend to stay there yeah I think I think the thing is that with the elite clubs they're more interested in Europe because there's more money in well they the can get in it can't they that's, yeah. that's the difference and the thing well the thing is I think some of the elite clubs generate more money abroad as well yeah it's just oh they do yeah they definitely do that and, and that and they look at the rest of the league and think well we're not bothered and that that's how it comes across that sort of just the bad attitude towards the rest of the teams because the thing is what they forget as well is it's all well and good sort of not thinking about the lower leagues but where do a lot of these youth players come from they come from lower league clubs yeah a lot of them do yeah and the thing is should be thankful for it because don't get me wrong I know City's academy will be flooded with international youth players I understand that but there'll still be players from England. Oh yeah, yeah. Liam Delap has come through there. There's still English players and they've got to come from lower leagues. So to me, it should be more important than the European because they could be using these clubs like they did years ago where you just don't see many these youth players going out on loan like you used to either. No. They just seem to stay in the academy, stay in the academy, stay, well, I think and then the, leave. I think it's the opposite way around. I think they're just always going out on loan because Chelsea, we know some of their youth players have been paid 80 grand a week, 50 grand a week, and just go out on loan, loan, loan. Like Van Jinkle. He, for the last four seasons, he's been out on loan at PSV. He's 28 now, I think. He's, he's getting on now. He's yeah. not far away from 30. And he's, his whole career has been out on loan. Because he's on 60 grand a He's on loan for years. Yeah. But he, he's a star now, isn't he? He's going to be the next England star striker, isn't he? Blackie Bamford, where he's going. Superstar. Leeds, Leeds legend. But the problem is, a lot of the time, when it, when it doesn't get feeded down to the lower ends, it just I think it has a massive impact on the lower ends of, of English football when they can't get that money in it's like Berry and all these other clubs that you know were hit by ITV Digital which was over what nearly 20 years ago that idea started and fell and Oldham are in the bottom tier now because of that a team that was an established championship club when that was happening Stockport have gone mainly because of the rise of Man City they've all started to becoming City fans now because of that rise the problem is with a lot of it is that the Champions League because the Champions League has become a big topic and I mean, how would you improve the Champions League if you could? We know more teams are going in it next time, but how would you improve the Champions League? Uh, I wouldn't have the pot one, pot two, pot three, pot four. I've never liked it. Yeah. I just think, the, the thing is, it's sort of, to me, it's a cup competition and it's as if it's like, oh, well, we can't have all the big boys in one group. And you yeah. think, well, give all the teams the opportunity to have a chance at winning it. Because the reality is, you look at it some years and you think, well, they are a big club, but they've just had a couple of rocky years. They're in pot four. <laughs> you think, and you look at the teams, you go, Barca, Dortmund, and get rid of the pot thing. It's just a way of keeping the big clubs in the last 
eight, four and two with the competition. Well, I, I've always I've always said that right at the beginning that I think the group should be anybody. I yeah, think it should, that, be anybody, yeah. should be anyone should have a group of death. Yeah, don't matter. You, you, just imagine because we keep they keep saying nobody's interested. Even Perez, the the clown from Real Madrid. I mean, how he's still in that job, I don't know after what's happened. But you know, imagine a group stage where you know you could have Barcelona, Inter Milan, him. I don't know, say Dortmund and Man United, Man United in the same group. Yeah, <laughs> you can't think one of them. One of them's going to get not getting Europa League. One of them's going to get in Europe, and two are going to go in the Champions yeah. League. And then you could have a, a what you call a lesser group with a, a Celtic, Shakhtar, whatever. And two, so, but yeah. two of them are going to get into the next stage. Yeah, and it gives them a chance to get favour and make more money. Yeah, that and develop I, as a club. Yeah, and that I've always I've always thought the pot thing is. It's just a way of keeping the big clubs big and keeping them in the lot. Yeah, it's keep, keeping them the easier for them to go through yeah, so they is. play against lesser clubs. Because yeah. I did see money. an article saying that the reason they did it was because the Champions League would become boring if it lost your Barca's, your Madrid's, your Bayern's, your Dortmund's in the knockout stages. But the reality is, the point they're missing is, is that's been the case for the last 25 odd years yeah, yeah, where all yeah. you're getting is the same teams playing each other and, and they sort of build it up on, on like BT and so we go we've got a massive game here it's Dortmund against Barca and you go yeah that one happened a few years ago and that oh. it, you want that change mm. we have that change with the FA Cup where because it's such a free for all with so many teams that you don't know who's going to end up in the semis or the final yeah, most it years anyone, yeah. and it could be anybody and that's the beauty of the cup and for me it's still I know a lot of people say it's lost its magic a little bit but it hasn't for me I, I still like the fact that anyone can get to the top and that's where the Champions League needs to go The pot, it's it's so greed it strikes me as greed yeah it is it's it's just greed, greed. they want yeah. those clubs to be in the last stage because that's where they earn most of the money but what they don't understand is that they get an entire bigger part more interest if big teams were playing big teams in the in the group stages as well as in the knockouts, yeah, yeah, because you, you know you never know what a Celtic could do. Well, that's what Celtic hate Celtic, but say Rangers got through and got to the quarter final of Champions League, and then we had a surprise and knocked City out and got to the semi. You never know. Everyone be going, "Oh my God, you've seen how Rangers might win it." And how many Rangers fans would go for that semi? That's what I mean. <laughs> Sometimes the problem is because you see, it's all about greed and the clubs that make the most money. And that's probably one of the biggest problems about it. And I've had enough of it, really. I think it's just a greedy, disgusting mess at the moment. And something needs changing. For the thing is, it has always been quite corrupt, hasn't it? It needs change. Yeah. It really needs change. Um, it's driving me mad. I, I don't like the idea that the coach family are having their hands tied as well and can't spend any money. Yeah. When if they really, I mean, imagine if Denise jumped in and said, "Right, I'm going to put loads of money in this football club. We could compete with any of them because she's got that kind of money." Yeah. But tying the hands going, no, we, we want yeah. the top six that we know staying in the European competitions. You lot can stay where you are, you, mid-table. You or, can fodder, can yeah, stay yeah, down Which there. we are can fodder at yeah. the moment, which we're going to talk about. But before we talk about the match ratings, we're going to go into season tickets. Have you got yours? No, because it's there's some crash the other day. Oh. Oh. Well, apparently from the first day sales, first couple of day sales, we we are the, it's the second quickest season ticket sales we've had. Mm. So Joe and we're all worried going oh no we might not sell. Why? Well, well rumours I've heard this week is because if we go back into lockdown or we get restrictions brought back that the people who bought the season tickets first will be the first to stay in a more socially distanced environment for games. That's what I'll be alright then won't I? You'll be alright. <laughs> I'll be like that. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's great news how, how we buy season tickets though. I mean, we're, we're, we're selling out quite well, not selling out, we're nowhere near selling out, but incredible sales, especially how crap we've been over the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, it, 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 it's been quite woeful for a few weeks. Yeah, it has. We, we are crumbling quite really. And the thing is, I've, I've been the first to say, I'll leave Michael O'Neill, but he's, he's not doing himself any favours at the moment. No, he isn't, no. No, especially the season things coming out now because I thought there'd obviously be quite a few of the fans who are a bit iffy going, yeah. nah, I'm going to stay at home, I don't really, I'll leave it a season until 
the pandemic's properly gone then I'll go yeah. back but yeah, the, the snapping up I put a picture up on the bot there's obviously the group page which everyone should join by the way I put something up there about who's got the season ticket and it was about 900 messages going I've got one I've got <laughs> I've got four <laughs> oh my yeah. and I thought there'd be like one or two or three or four on the game and going no there was obviously Steve he obviously put up he's not going to get one until they stop kneeling so we'll, sadly we won't see Steve at the crowd any time soon <laughs> So, uh, Very political, Steve. He always is. He loves, <laughs> loves a political statement, doesn't he, Steve? But, you know, I think that it's great news that we're, the scene tickets are going and they're going quick. Yeah, it is. I, I, to be honest, I, I remember when we had Ange on and Ange was saying, oh, some people will get used to being at home. Lads want to be out of the box. Oh, yeah, I'm desperate to start going back. For me, it was a no-brainer that people would be back. And we said before, didn't we, about them people who that is their only time they get out. Maybe financially is their only real day out. They'll be back. And to me, I know we lost numbers when we went down, but I think we'll still end up being 18, 19. I think we'll always be that core of 18, 19 and Stoke, to be honest. I don't think we'll get to the heavy heights of like 27, 27, 30 again, but we could have got in the back of the Premier League, obviously, but because of how poor we've been over the last, you know, five years, six years, you can understand the job. We're having a real, real poor end to the season as well. Well, it's not so much, it's been the entire last five years, it looks like it's going to be a decade of of poorness again and, yeah. and no stability and all that kind of stuff which will bring us on beautifully to the QPR game which wasn't great so we'll just shoot straight in with the player ratings because luckily we haven't got to do this again for a while no. it's just transfer watch Yeah, we obviously got Ryan watch we haven't done a question this time obviously because I've won anyway at this point because I'm two ahead so yeah. you, all you can do is pull level but you know, I've won, let's be honest. Yeah. I've won the Michael Owen Cup. There will be a picture following with that. But right, so we'll go into player ratings. To be honest, we lost 2-0 at home. We were poor. We'll go through it. Adam Davies. I'll go on with a four. To be honest, made a good save from Austin midway in the first half. But, uh, if, to be honest, nothing really. No. Nothing to show for me. To be honest, with the way Berzik's playing at Peterborough. I think we have got a clear number You've one next season. Now for the last few months. I, I think Davis is a decent goalkeeper. I've said it many a time. He's had an all-right season, mm-hmm. no question of it. But I think when you've got a young quality goalkeeper like that, if you if you don't play him, he's going to leave. Because yeah. we've got to remember now we're a Championship club now. If we were a Premier League, I would go, yeah, give Davis another year, let Berge probably go out on loan again, then push him in. But yeah. for how well he's done at Peter, we got promoted yesterday with them as well. They're up now to play us next season. So for me now. Birgit goes in yeah. for his number one because he's, he's young, he's quality and let's get him played because the more games he plays the better he impresses, the bigger money we can get for him. Yeah. So like I say, I'll give him a four, Adam Davies. Yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, uh, he is getting to I mean, what scares me a little bit is we've always been renowned for tailing off towards the end of the season. Yeah. But when we've tailed off over the last couple of weeks, we're not playing well anyway. Yeah, and then we've yeah. tailed off and it's like we look dreadful like it's just yeah. so dreadful and like I say Davis hasn't dressed himself in gold really since he's come back in and it was a big call from both of us really for, yeah, for him to come back to in, come back yeah. in and he, he's just not looked how he did at the beginning really yeah. so I, I'd say fourth right Smith let's hope he goes eh, in the summer <laughs> let's, let's be honest I've got, I can't say anything more than that to be honest, Scott, it's got to be better. He didn't find a team. Every time I made a pass or a cross, it was finding the QPR players. Yeah. I did times, I can remember watching sitting there thinking, does he think he plays for QPR? <laughs> and I thought to myself, hopefully next season, let's get him in the hoops and <laughs> get, him <out. laughs> get him out to there. To be honest, again, poor positioning on the right hand side, get, getting caught all the time. A yeah. lot of their play kept breaking do, down the left hand wing because he wasn't getting across quick enough or getting back quick enough. So for me, a player that just isn't good enough, I'll give him a four. Mm. No, he didn't make a dramatic mistake, but he did nothing for me to go. He did more than a five, more than a, a good, a good performance. Basically, yeah. it was, it was, it wasn't a very good one. So I go over four. Yeah, I, th- I think it's been a common occurrence with Smith, hasn't it? Of like, yeah. really, that he, he's not. 
even when he has an average performance, it's just it's not enough. He doesn't he doesn't bring enough to the team at times, and you you could be down to ten men really. I'm not yeah, saying he's yeah. making dramatic mistakes all the time, but he isn't he isn't influencing. It's not good enough. enough. It's not yeah. good enough. Simple as that. It's yeah. another player that we brought in that isn't good enough. Yeah. And, he, and you know, if we want to go up to the Premier League or have any ingenuity to want to go there, a player that can't find people when he puts a cross in and can't defend mm-hmm. or get back quick enough to do his defensive yeah. duties, it's not good enough. No. And the fact is, we've, we've been seeing it ever since he come in. Yeah. And for me, he's, if he can get rid of him, get rid of him. Right, to me, it's one of the better defenders out of the terrible display, which was Danny Bat. You know, made a couple of, well, two real good last-ditch defensive tackles that stopped them getting in to make it worse, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, and it's frightening for me, so, but he has looked the, the better of defenders of late, really. Yeah, last couple of games, yeah. Um, Since that mistake, really. Yeah, uh, it, it, but like we said before, he, he is a defender there in bat sometimes where he, he, can be, he can be really good quality at the back, but still that same thing with pace and stuff that scares yeah, him. Yeah, he ain't good enough, he's no player that ain't good enough. Simple yeah. as that. Well, I mean, the, the problem is, is we sat here 12 months ago sitting here going, oh, we could get rid of 9, 10, 11. And you're sitting here again thinking you could get rid of quite... It's, it, to be honest, there's not many I'd keep. No, there, there again, really and, and that's, that to me is a meeting upstairs that needs to go on where you're thinking, why are we sitting here 9 months on, 10 months on going, there's all these that aren't good enough. Like it's just year after year. You don't mind if you look at the odd one. There must be teams out there that sit there at the end of the season and go, "Well, there's three or four that could go this year quite comfortably," yeah, yeah. and that's it. The problem is with us. You're looking at the, the times the entire team. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like I mean, the S players. Don't get me wrong. The S players I keep, but I, I don't know. It's a good proportion. It's got seventy percent that go. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'll give him a five because, like I say, he did, he did, he did look for the best of the defenders. Yeah. So, five, yeah, five will do for me. Right. To be honest, I love the lad. He's one that I definitely keep, but. He's having a, he's having a nightmare. But <laughs> his performance against QPR was absolutely <coughs> frightening, that's yeah. how he seemed to. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, he was to be honest, the only good thing he was doing, which is what I've liked him doing all season, is bringing the ball out from deep, yeah. trying to get things moving. But this time, every time he did, he to get passing it to the wrong player. Yeah. He kept getting lost in possession, kept getting lost in position. He is in a bad, he, I, I do think it's generally he's just in a bad run of form. I mean, he's had a red card. He's a, he had a shockiest. It, it was shocking performance. Yeah. I've got to be honest. He had a bad game yeah. because he kept getting caught all the time. He was probably at fault for most of the goals that, that in chances that were coming through he really had a band to be honest he looked like something that I think the problem is because of how, how, how dodgy Chester and Bat are that he feels under pressure because he's the only one with a bit of pace mm. he puts all the pressure on his young shoulders to, to do that and to be honest all season he's, he's, handled, he's handled it quite well to be honest but you know he was poor I'm going to give him a 2 to be honest yeah. he was shocking against QPR yeah, he was definitely the worst player on the pitch really wasn't he yeah Right, Norwich to Davies, to be honest, another bad performance from him as well. Very sloppy on his ball possessional side. And to be honest, the man, the Wales manager or assistant manager, somebody, Rob Page, is it to somebody who, who is obviously going to take over because of what's happened with Ryan Giggs. But I just thought that he kept getting caught a lot. His possessional side was poor. He was breaking up, giving QPR, then having to run back, yeah. at least on four or five occasions, I remember in the game. I mean, I'll go in with a four. Yeah. Well, no, I'll go with a three to be honest, because I can't give Super a two and him a, him a four. I'll give him a three. He was he he, he was a bad game for me. He's tailed off. He's tailed off massively in recent weeks for me. I, I don't think he. I think it's something to do with he doesn't know with it. I think he he feels his job's done here now. Yeah. And he's just playing the games out before yeah. going back to Sheffield United to see if he's got a future there. Yeah. From the looks of him. Right, so now we're going to John Obi McCallum. To be honest, since we've wanted him out and gone at the end of the season, has actually been putting in some solid performances yeah. of late. To be honest, showed some quality and composure in the midfield. Again, central midfield that I've been calling for. And to be honest, he was the only one who was showing any kind of 
ingenuity with the ball to be yeah. honest and I thought it was a decent test performance from Johnny yeah. McCall yeah I mean the thing with McCall it's not that I wanted him to go I just to me don't see it as a long term oh it's definitely not a long term plan thing and, and that that's what concerned me a bit because the thing is we have been a bit of a yo-yo sort of squad now for over three years yeah like most years you look at the team and we'd like different teams going out all the time and you just think we need some stability in there and, and, and for me it's like do you see him playing for another two years like no not really yeah I, I probably could but I don't I think he's probably got another year in Stoke and then it's up to him where he goes then yeah. he really drops lower or goes whatever he, yeah. he, is to what he is at the end this is the yeah. last bit of his career to be honest I mean I'll give him I'll give him a five because to be honest he, he didn't do a lot wrong no but he was the only one shining out for me from what I watched of the game which I didn't watch a lot of because it was absolutely dying but yeah right so we're going to Sam Klukas he tried to add some attacking threat to the midfield which is to be honest the only player we've got who can yeah and he but needs he needs that back next season he's got to draw a line under the season because he's had an absolute mare really anti compared to the season before yeah he's, he's got to turn the, these attacking positions he's got in and created in this time but he's got to put that finishing touch on like he hasn't yeah. done this season yeah. he did it last season we loved him for it last season we'll give him a bye this is just a bad season he's had any yeah. problems he's had to yeah, I'm willing to give him another chance really because so, he was that, that good for us yeah. last season yeah. He was my player of the year last year, without any question of a doubt. And to be honest, without him and his goals, we would have gone down. So yeah. I've got a lot of credibility for Klukas. I've got a lot of time for Klukas. And for me, I'll give him his due. He's had injury problems. I think he's had surgery this season as well. So I'll, I'll let him off, not in the net, in the net at all. Really. I think he's only scored twice or something mm -hmm. like that. But next season, I want him back to the way he was last season, where he's creating chances and, and you know testing goalkeepers again. Yeah. I mean I'll go in with a five again because yeah. at least he was trying to get a goal in because we'll move into the attacking force but force well <laughs> say force and attack <laughs> or attack never talk under the pitch <laughs> or at <laughs> <laughs> right so we'll go in with Nick Powell now to be honest had a bit of a, had a he looked a bit cheeky had a bit of a ch cheeky mode on him against QPR cheeky mode yeah, yeah. and he was forced off well, he looked like an injury again, to be honest, which yeah. is all we need, to be honest. I mean, it's best time now, get it, get it now, so we can get him ready. And We've relied heavily on him through the last yeah, uh, five he, months. He's tailed off with us, to be yeah. honest. I'll have to be honest with you. I think, it, do, do you know when I think he tailed off, when the Newcastle interest was coming about? Yeah. I think when, when there was interest from Newcastle, he seemed to, his form dipped massively. Well, he's, he's con I think his contract's at the end of the season, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sign him, sign him. The talk is that we can't afford to give him what he wants because it'll put us in financial fair play problems. Yeah. So, is he going to go for now to Newcastle at the end of the season? Mm. Now we we don't know. So it's it's not looking very good no. to be honest. But let's hope we can get him fit and hopefully we can get him signed down for something for a couple of years and try to push. Yeah, he has been one of our promising. He has been one to, of our to be honest, best. since he's coming on free transfer, he's probably one of the best free transfers we've made in recent years because he has been brilliant this season, no question about it. He's brought goals to the team. He's got us points and wins out of nowhere, which he's done himself. Yeah. And you know, next at the end of obviously next week when the last match goes on, we'll talk about his favourite players and who we think should be player of the season and all that lot. Right, now a player that we writ off, Rami Matondo showed good stuff but frustrated me at the same time but to be honest since he's come in now the last couple of games he, he looks like our only sort of look of a goal at the moment Scott took his chance to against Forest well but another one who's only on loan and the thing is we haven't he hasn't come in and hit the ground running and played since he come in he's played bits even there and, and to me I know he now so caught I don't think we'll sign him anyway well, I don't think we can afford to sign him, to no. be honest, with the way financial fair play that I'm sick of saying. But to be honest, I liked him. He had a decent volley in the second half. He, he was quick on his feet, good yeah. good first-time passing. He's a player. He, he's, there's, a, there's a good player in him. I keep telling everybody, and they're all yeah. going, he's rubbish. He goes, no, there's a well, good player. Because the, the thing is, we haven't seen enough of him to warrant 
saying whether he's rubbish because yeah, the thing yeah. is you've got to give people opportunity and the reality is he hasn't really had a great opportunity at Stoke I'll tell you what though he's quick as well yeah I like his pace he can shift to be honest if we, if we got him permanently I'd be absolutely I think that's Delighted. a great deal yeah. got him permanently yeah because he showed me in the last couple of games that he has got true quality quality that you, you can't really yeah and he's, he, he might be the sort of player that could benefit from a pre-season because the thing is he's had so much turmoil at Schalke yeah a, a pre-season with the club where he could knuckle down a place he is an exciting player and if he's used well then he can be very dangerous really when you think like when Tyrese comes back into the frame yeah yeah so you put Matondo behind Campbell and they're going to run all over the place yeah, yeah. You, you've got pace finally coming into it's the going team going to be pulling players out of position all over the place because mm. defenders will not know who to track and then you've got that maturity in the cam roll with Powell and yeah. then it comes down to sorting out the left and which we'll go into now which is Josh Tarman and I'll tell you what he could do with learning how to touch the ball and shoot with his right foot because he had the best chance of the game to be honest <laughs> Yeah, well, he, he, he's got learned that his right foot isn't just for standing on <laughs> or hopping on. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, but before we go in, I'll give Matondo a six. I thought he was our best player. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, six is fair. But I think, like I say, it's a shame that he's only on loan because I do think, even if he was a squad player, I still think he's, there's more to come from. Matondo. Yeah, he, he could be a good player. Right, right. so we're going to go into time and after he's missed it, to be honest, a poor performance again. But this is the thing that frustrates me so much with Tymon. Because Tymon's the same as Matondo. There's a player there. Yeah, there we is, know yeah. there's a player there. Yeah, we've seen him the, rip teams apart. This is what we know. We know there's a player in, in Josh Tymon. Especially when he's out of the pitch where he hasn't got to worry about defence defending or getting back. He can really push on and out this team out. But we, he needs to start learning yeah. how to play consistent football. Yeah, it's not even, it's not even like one game good, bad, good, bad. It's like... Four games good, nineteen bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like he'll, he'll go in a great. It's like Forest where he literally single-handedly ripped cost the them a playoff position, yeah. and he was absolutely terrifying on the day. He was yeah. unplayable. He, he couldn't keep. He couldn't stop him. No. And then, then you watch him against QPR where he got a no good position. Every time he did, it fell to his right foot, and he couldn't even pass the ball with his right foot. Yeah. You know, you're a professional footballer. Yeah. It's, it's like someone swapped his feet round yeah, right, it's, from one game to the next. It's, 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 it's like it's 2021. You, you, he's not 18. He's yeah. 21, 22. He should be able to kick the ball. He's reasonably okay with a right foot. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's not like someone's just gone, here, Josh, this is a ball. What? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I can't kick it with my left foot, but I, I didn't get to the stage where I could have been a professional player. So, you know, eventually I would have learned to try and do something with me like the more you do something the more you learn it yeah, that's what I mean four <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he is one of them that for me it's probably time it's yeah if, if his contract's coming up I wouldn't be offering him a new contract because the thing is he had that loan spell now to me the loan spell was his chance to sort of push on and come back a better player and in fairness he did have a successful loan spell and he did come back and put some good performances he in did well. but then, it, that, then that when he come back this was now his full season yeah this prove. was his chance now, this was his chance fair enough we and didn't it, play that position where he could have played at left wing but every time he has had the opportunity you, you have to go right Michael play at attacking football because I'm here now and I'll do yeah. it and he, he performed alright against Forrest again and then he, this week again it's just not good enough no. right so we're going to now Mr Offside you know smacked around sort of got offside a few more times and Loves to be honest had a good, he was the closest scorer as well his ball came in headed it off the bottom crashed off the off the cross from the Thompson one but he's really tailed off Fletcher yeah, he, has, he really he has, has played yeah, trailed away yeah. he's already on holiday in Wales in the Canada <laughs> <laughs> he's already in rail <laughs> and he's, he's playing like it as well so you know I'll go over two to be honest not, not good enough no well I mean I'm looking through the side and it's like there's, there's bits of a player but there's bits where it's like if you've got time and, and put a little bit of him with I don't know Smith and a bit of this and a bit of that you'd make a good player I think what disappoints me at the moment is not the fact of being beaten but being beaten at home 
were no real fighters, to be honest. No. I mean, even you can look back at like other, some of the other previous games, like the Coventry one. All right, fair enough. It was three two, but I just even that game, I still think we were the, the, the second best in that game right the way through. Even though we scored twice, I just think teams are coming and rolling us over a little bit just lately. Earlier on in the season, we were a little bit harder to beat. Even yeah. when we used to lose, you'd go, we were a bit unlucky really over the 90. And, but just lately, just think teams are rocking up at Stoke and going, oh yeah, we'll steam all these. The, the problem is I'm having, and this is the biggest problem I'm having, is we've got so many players out of position it, when, when we've got players that's supposed to be playing in that position, like Tymon, supposed to be a left back, is now playing left wing. Now, fair enough, he was consistent in performing at that. I'd go, fair enough. But the amount of money we've spent over the last two, three seasons in the Championship, and we haven't got a compatible squad that can work together and get results. Like we, I know we, when we do a season overhaul, it'll be a different improvement, mm. but we haven't really improved much from last season, when you no. pick up as a whole. No. And I'm not impressed. Right, we'll quickly fire through the substitutes. Thompson came on for Powell, obviously, in the 14th minute because of the injury. To be honest, I had one miss hit shot that I found absolutely comical because I got to the stage where I was watching Stoke against QPR and it was absolutely funny what was going on with yeah. our team, to be honest. But luckily for him, it did set up Matondo for a good chance, which was well saved. Um, right, so now we move on to Brown, came on for Fletcher. I was like clapping that decision, I thought brilliant. And to be honest, he was doing the same thing, running up the pitch, trying to get involved. He was doing his usual way. And to be honest, he, he did get himself boot poor tackle on Dickie, but a little bit over Yeah. And we go now to a player that I think now is completely universally hated now by Stoke. And that was Vokes came on for Tommy Smith and probably beats his miss of the season against Leicester and followed it, it up. I mean, how did he miss that chance? Sam Vokes. That's all I can say. Uh, to me, don't know why he's even on the bench. I don't understand how the kids in our youth academy are not being picked over that man. I really don't. I don't know how he missed that chance. I, I really don't. It's literally, it, it's it's the goal. It's, it, you, you, how did he put that wide of the post? I, I can't yeah. fathom. I can't fathom why he's on the bench. I, really I can't, can't. I can't fathom how we decided. Like We all know what happened with Sam Vokes. Route wanted him, but Burnley didn't want to sell him because of his. He wanted, he wanted to test see how he was with his injuries. Yeah. Burnley fans said to us when he saw him on the pitch, he has finished. His legs have gone. Yeah. So why did Stoke go back with Nathan Jones? Now, fair enough. Go back to it. Sam Vokes would have suited Gary Rowett down to the tee because he would have been the Nugent player, the, the big lump. Mm. That everyone follows and breaks away yeah. opportunities for players round him, which which worked brilliantly for Vidger and Nugent under Gary Rowett but then Nathan Jones which for me screams out that he doesn't have which he didn't have the say in players yeah. because a player that we almost signed in the summer even though we sat the manager all of a sudden nearly comes in January yeah well it does come in January sorry I mean for me I know it sounds a bit far-fetched but when he first comes to he looks alright yeah, I, th and I thought he was alright to be honest. But then he got injured, good signing. and he never really recovered from that injury. He got injured after, was it the first month or something? Yeah. And, and after that month, he was out for a bit, he come back, and it was like we swapped him with someone else. He yeah. looked like Vokes. <laughs> yeah, and it, somebody said to me the other day, he said, why the hell did we let Gregory go and keep Sam Vokes? Yeah. And I said to him, I, I just don't think there's anyone else who would even loan him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was going to loan Sam Vokes yeah. next season. Not Vokes. Well, to be honest, it, <laughs> you, imagine if now somebody said to me, who was it now? I spoke to a bloke who was an Aberdeen fan. And I spoke to him and said, would you take Sam Vokes on loan for the season next year? He said, no. No. Absolutely not. No. No chance. No. He said, finance, it doesn't make any sense. And Football. he's finished. He's finished. So, I, I just can't understand what's going on at the club at the moment. He'll be there next year. Oh, he is. He is. He's got, he's got two years left on his contract. So no one's going to sign him. No, no. He'll be here on his final year. We won't even yeah. be able to get rid of him. We'll have to pay him up or get rid. Yeah. For me, if we've got money in the kitty to start chipping these out and then using free transfers to get lesser players, I'd rather do that. I'd part taxi. <laughs> <laughs> you've, got, you've got to do something. Part taxi for anybody other than... 
it's it's got to be mess of the season for me. Yeah. It, it, it's pathetic. It really is. It's all, it's harder to miss. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got he has gradually got worse, hasn't he? That's oh yeah, this season he has been poor. Yeah. Literally poor. You know, now we're clapping if he wins an Eddie. Let's be honest, like, we're here, he's he's won an Eddie. Right, so we'll go into the overall rating. One. <laughs> One. I'll go in with a two. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, get, I'll give it to you but Tom don't impress me other than that I can't really go into it more yeah right Mark there we O'Neill. go Mark O'Neill I still stand by what I said the other week he can only put out what's in front of him but I don't think he's doing himself any favours at the moment to be honest I'm spineless at the moment I said it on the group page and I've said, I'm going to say it again now he's got to improve next season if, oh, he he's improved, yeah. if he doesn't start improving this team and start getting the results on the pitch and starting to find a, a system that works because he's he, for me he's, he's picking systems because he wants to play him rather than what the team's good at good managers will look at a team like Tuchel when he took over at Chelsea he had a team he laid it out and got a massive improvement straight away just from what Frank Lampard left behind yeah this five at the back doesn't work we haven't got the players we haven't got the creative force in the midfield to get us up the pitch and create chances not regular enough no, that's got to go now. If we haven't, if he can't get the players in that work for this four four two or four three three, whatever it is, yeah. that system that I like playing, I think it's the best that works for us. Then he will get sacked. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah, it, it's it's it is one of them where the board must be maybe not so much talking about it, but they they must have noticed it and gone. We are nosediving. I know it's the end of the season, but we can't start like that next year. No, we geez. just can't. And, and, and the thing is, I did want stability. I did want the same manager for a bit. I did want things ironing out. But problem is, we, we look very similar to how we did two years ago again. Yeah. And that's what frightens me going into next season. That there's a lot of players that have come in this season, and there's not many of them you could say. Yeah, he was worth bringing in. He isn't. No, there isn't. Well, because that's what we're going to discuss next, really, is the start, we're going to look at the signings that have come in this season and said, have they improved the team? We'll, we'll go through yeah. one by one. Right, so that's the end of that of Michael O'Neill rating. So, yeah, we'll obviously go into that next. So, like I say, we're going to go through the transfers that were brought in by Michael O'Neill and apparently our new analytics team and see if we're actually impressed with what's come in. Right, so we're first going with the shape number one, which is Angus Gunn. What did you think of Angus Gunn this season? Uh, to be fair to him, I mean, he came in and he didn't do too bad, really. I can't really say. I mean, he was only a loan signing and he, he, he did play quite a few games for Stoke, really, didn't he? And, um, you never say he was terrible. And he, it was, he was all right, wasn't he? Well, to be honest, he, he, I think he played 15 games now for Stoke. And to be honest, I thought he was the shakiest of the three. Um, I think Davy Sanders were better goalkeepers when they were in. Um, I think the problem is of Angus Gunn. He's lived off one season on loan where he played brilliant for Norwich. He's gone to Southampton where it's gone very much wrong. Yeah. He's come Stoke on loan, obviously as a backup to the obviously Jack Butland going. Yeah. So for me, I wouldn't say it's anyone I'd if if, if they said do you want to sign a permanently, I'd straight away yeah. say no. Yeah. Which means for me, clearly, it's not a good signing. So if the analytics are putting that guy forward as a is a good sign. Imagine if we did pay the eight million pound and get him permanently, it would yeah. have been a waste of money, wouldn't it? We've yeah. got two better goalkeepers already at the club. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day with the goalkeeper situation, it was because we had every man and his dog getting injured. Once it really, yeah, it yeah. wasn't. I wouldn't say it was one of them where they were going. This is our future goalkeeper. It was a signing of he's available. We could do with somebody yeah, now. Yeah, to replace him. Yeah. So can't really sit there and go. Oh, well, the club were. That it like have made a shocking mistake there because it was no, it's not a shocking it. mistake, but it's but it could have been. You've got to look at it as in if we had got him on a permanent basis for three, four million, eight million, whatever it was, how would you have felt if we'd spent eight million pounds well, on him? About the same as it is with them, Bill. <laughs> Get him on, <laughs> right? So now we move on to the number three superstar left back. What everybody said was experience at this level was going to be brilliant for the football club, exactly what we needed, which was Morgan Fox. Played, he has actually made 20 appearances, most of them have, have been sub and 
cup matches to be honest but not good enough at all no. a player that was supposed to be the answer to the left back question that they said at the start of the season who's going to be a, a fantastic signing for the left back position no 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 and he you forget he was on the pitch half the time for me he's come in and he's, an, he's another Tommy Smith well he's played a lot of games at this level but is he good enough at this level <laughs> Found a lot of players that have played a lot of games at this level. Been there any good? Yeah, there's been it's been many a play. I mean, but to be honest, not good enough. No, he hasn't even been playing left back on a regular basis. And it's not really due to injury. It's just that he's not, not been good enough. enough. No. So it's, when we look at his analytics team, is it working? I'm going to have to say no. With the first two signings straight no. away. No. Right. So move into the next signing, which was obviously John Obi McCall. Now John Obi McCall. It's a tale of two stories when he's played as a central midfielder. I have actually been impressed. He's brought that quality that we do need. He is a stopgap because at the moment we can't spend money, so we can't go out and really yep. flamboyantly improve the side. When you play him as a holding midfielder, it's definitely a no because he's not good enough, too slow, yep. too old, too clumsy, too Gets clumsy. Away too much. Doesn't follow the midfielders when they break through. Kept getting caught all the time. But I'd say yes, that is a good signing. Yeah. I will say that's the only one that I look at and go, yeah, he is okay. Yeah. I would, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, he's been amazing, he's player of the season, or like that, but in the midfield, he has brought maturity, especially with the injury in, of Joe Allen. So I will say that's probably a decent signing. Yeah. It's not long term by any shapes of the imagination, but you know, I think he's done all right in that yeah. position. Right, now we move on to. Jacob Brown I picked up massively towards the end of the season hasn't he well I thought he started alright as well yeah and then sort of I mean he had a really good run didn't he where he was scoring goals yeah creating and to me he is one that I'm not going to write off just yet Um, I think I think there is potential there with Brown yeah I I like Brown I I think as a a player that can play in a couple of positions. I think you do need. I think Robin Tunstall was right about uh, Brown that he is a player that you can sort of use. He's, he's a needed player around the dressing room. A player that when you look at the bench, you go, Ah, oh, Jacob could do something on the right he could do or, a job or there, yeah. play up front because yeah. he does graft. And especially even if you're in the prem and you're struggling for the last fifteen minutes, get a bit of bit of movement up front. You, you would bring Jacob Brown on. Yeah. So and the thing is, he's young. And I'm impressed enough for a first season to say, yeah, yeah. I'd take that as an all-right signing. Yeah. Right, so now we move into, obviously, the next one is Alfie Doggerty. Not played yet. Exactly. What a signing. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one we can't judge. No. Obviously. Um, he's come in, though. I promise, from Charlton, we've talked a lot about him. He's supposed to be the best player. I mean, since they, he's left... Charlton, they have gone on a bit of a poor run. They've ended up in the playoffs, from what I've heard, because Hall were crowned championships today. Peterborough are up. Yeah. So Charlton have faded away since he's left, which is a good indicator that he could be a good sign. And we can't judge yes or no. So he's one of them that's a maybe. We don't know till next season, do we? Yeah. If he's going to be good enough. Right. So the next signing, obviously, then is Reese Norrington Davis. Is he going to stay? I can't say, but. He has been all right, anti in glimpses. He's 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 another one that's not the finished article, and I think the the problem is with some loan signings is if you bring them in, and they do, and they don't sort of shine. They're somebody else's problem, aren't they? A little bit. Some players come in on loan and have really good seasons, yeah. and, and and sort of you look at them and go, "We'll do everything in our power to bring him in." He has been a shining light out of the, the group that come in in January. Yeah, I'd say out of the loan signings in January, I'd say he has probably been the best the one. best one. Because yeah. at times, like, he has looked brilliant at times. Not afraid to put his foot in. Good at breaking forward. Can support a left wing if we had one of note. Is the honest. And I do like him. I think there's a good... If we could get game payments on a cheap deal, which we're not going to be able to do, we will be getting back Sheffield United by the looks of it, unless we can some sort of, you know, get him on loan again. But yeah, I'd say that's an alright signing, to be honest. I thought that was a good signing. Right, now moving to Mr. Offside, Stephen Fletcher. 
Caught moan at him. I know, I know he's, I've said a million times about his injury prone, but let's face it, his goals have probably put us where we are this season. Yeah. Um, loves being offside, but doesn't know where the net is. He doesn't. And the thing is, at the beginning of the season, especially when Campbell was still fit, yeah. we did look like we could push for playoffs at, at times. Yeah, when he connected with Powell, Campbell... He, he does look a good we, player. We look, we look quite dangerous going forward at the time. Yeah. And and the thing is, with Powell's supply and Campbell's supply, Fletcher was mopping it up, really. And and the thing is, he's had to do a lot of it on his own ever since Campbell sort of got injured. Yeah, yeah, Powell's tended to, for me, get a bit pulled out of position because instead of being that attacking threat, he's now dropping back and doing yeah, more jobs and field, stuff like yeah. that. And I just think... Yeah, I just think he might have lost his way a little bit due to losing that that support from Campbell. His biggest problem is, it's like he's made of ice cream. Yeah, and 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 it is, and that's I'm not being harsh on the lad, but on someone's only got to give him a little knock on the grass, and and he and he's out, and 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 that's the scary thing with him for his age. I mean, I I sort of felt like he'd tail off anyway towards the end of the season. Because if you're struggling for fitness at the beginning, you're certainly going to struggle near the end. Yeah. To be honest, I'd, I'd say he's been a good signing, to be honest, Stephen Fletcher. He, he hasn't proved it because before he came in, we didn't really have a striker, to be honest. No. We, we had a phobia fail. Greg, Gregory was, you know, missed it. Loved missing sitters, yeah, to be honest. Sam Bokes is just not a footballer anymore. And, <laughs> you know, then we're looking at youngsters. So, to be honest, he has. He's the only striker that I'll look at next season and go, he is a striker that can compete at this level. Yeah. Which he has done. And for two years, I think it's an all right deal. Got him for nothing. Yeah. Not on a high wage. I think it's a good deal for the club. And I've really rated him. He's tucked away nine goals this, this season as well to help us on. Uh, I think he's been a good he's been a good signing, Fletcher. Yeah. But he's not, Definitely. again, long term. Not long term, but he's not one of them that I think at the end of the deal you'll go, bloody hell, good riddance. No, he he's exciting at the end of it. You go, yeah, he's yeah, done all right for Stoke. He's done all right for Stoke because, like I say, when the chips are down and we've been struggling for form, Fletch has sort of chipped him with his with his goals, and it, at times he's been very isolated in games. I've noticed him, and he's still managed to give us points, get yeah. us points on the board. So, yeah, I've been impressed with him. I'll, I'll definitely go with that. Right now, another loan signing from Tottenham, Jack Clark. Sadly, the loan spell was obviously cut short because of an, an injury, but a player that... Doesn't suit our system. <laughs> he doesn't suit our system, but I think there's a player there, and I know they're on about getting him back in on loan next season, which I probably wouldn't mind, because um, he's one of those players that you never know if we did get back up in the Premier League and, and money did come available. You might think, yeah, go on, I will go Stoke Boom and try and get my career going yeah. fully. There's a lot of quality in that lad, to be honest, with both feet as well. Very good at very good at crossing the ball in. The problem is he was sort of you being used as a, a weapon to come off the bench to come and play in that right wing where we were changing the formation. But you know, if we got him on a permanent basis I'd be jumping through the through hoops to be honest with what happened. Yeah. So what a good signing. So to be honest, it's a good player. And yeah. If we can get him on loan next season that's only another positive to be honest. So yeah. I thought he was a good player. There's quality there with that lad. Yeah, yeah, there's quality there, but like you say, he's a bit of a, a non-starter really, aren't he? It's just not yeah. been able to get going really. Well, as soon as he did start getting going, he got injured and that gave back Tottenham, so that's the, also a bit of a shame. Right, so now we're going to a player that looked like he was a complete damp squib, but has come back in and recently been probably our best player in the last two, three games, which is Ravi Matondo. Mm. What I feel sorry for with... with obviously the board and obviously the manager is we brought so many loan signings in not one of them really is, is shone enough for warrant looking at a permanent deal that, yeah. that's the scary thing a little bit like normally you bring that many loan at least one of them you'd have gone mind him permanent well I, I think Davies has I know I think Norrington Davies has gone yeah I would get him I mean if we could get him for £3 million and we could afford to do because of financial fair play mm. if there's a change then I would yeah. you know I think giving him that number three sheet replacing Fox I think that is a positive step he's 23 he's ready for that first team football but the problem is with both Clark and Matondo which I'll touch on with both of them players but mainly Matondo 
I think there's a player that could grow out of them too. A real good first team Stoke. <coughs> yeah, call it real quality. Especially around Matondo because we know he's desperate to leave Schalke. Stoke, I think, would be a great building place for him to start finally getting his career going properly. I mean, if we could get him permanent around Matondo, we've seen from the last two games that the quality he has got when he's playing in that attacking position and pushing the ball forward. Yeah. He's got quality on the ball, he, he's not afraid to take on a man and he's got pace to burn. Yeah. So for me, I think they are good signings, but they're sort of a bit disjointed. Like if a Tondo was permanent or a Jack Clark was permanent, you'd be going, oh, what signings these yeah. could be in a couple of years. Whereas because they aren't permanent, it's sort of a bit of a waste because you've sort of brought a young, talented young lad in that isn't your lad. And probably slightly, the board are probably slightly a bit cagey about spending like money on someone who you're not 100%. In the past, we've done it, haven't we? We've sort of yeah. gone, yeah, well, he's not been playing, but we, he played against us and he, he was brilliant. Right, like 18 million pounds. Bargain. <laughs> 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 we were a little bit gung go with the cash, but whereas now you're looking at it going, well, he's not really played a lot of games. Is it 6 million they want for him, Schalke? Well, apparently it's 6 million, but apparently they're willing to let him go for between two and three because they're going to go down, they want money, he, yeah. he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. I think two, three million pounds a fair price really for the for how he is, but because of financial fair play, I don't think we can afford giving two quid. Two, two quid and an okay, to be honest. <laughs> so it's it's one of them they things. Never, they might never have an okay. He bet he has. No, I'm on about the ball at Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> sensation. Two quid, Sensation. Pull off two bags. Right, so going through all those players, who would you class as sign of the season? <laughs> Blatch. <laughs> <laughs> you were a bit of an edge there. Oh, I was hey. massively on edge there. I was thinking, who do I pick? Fletch, Fletch. Yeah, I'd say Fletch. Stephen Fletch is your yeah. sign of the season. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty pussy. <laughs> yeah. He has been good, to be fair, Fletch. Fletcher has been probably the only signing striker, to be honest, in the championship that I've looked at and gone, yeah, he, he can do a job. Yeah. Loves the offside job, obviously. But. <laughs> You know, he, he is a decent player. He's chipped away nine championship goals. He, I, I do rate him, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I just think a lot of the others have been... They've been all right, haven't they? they like, Brown's been all right in spells, haven't he? It, he's not set the world alight. The, the signings that are coming in January, none of them have done a great deal, really. I mean, Norrington Davies, all right, fair enough. He is the sort of player that Stoke fans will like because he's exciting. And like you say, he doesn't mind sticking his foot in. He's 110. He's work, he works really hard. He's probably the next one on the list, really. Are you sure you're tempted with Alfie Doherty? <laughs> well, you might make a good cup of tea, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Jacob Brown. So, like I say, I'm going to go with Simon this season because, fair enough, Fletcher and Johnny McKellar played more football and have probably improved the side compared to the others. But the problem is, there's no longevity there. There's no money to be made out of them, too. For me, Jacob Brown. There's, there's, I've seen enough in him to see that next season maybe he'll push on and be that partner alongside Fletcher in that forward line. I do rate him. I think he's a good player. He can play on the right. He can play as a cam. He can play as a striker. I think there's a useful player there, and he's got a few years. He's got a career now to go out and prove that he can do it. Now, if he does, that's up to him. We can't. I can't judge that. But I think when you look at it, how poor the signings have been. And they have been, I'll be honest, there's been improvement there, but not enough for me to go, wow, what a legend he is. I'm not going to sit here and go, Stephen Fletcher is a legend. I know, that's what I mean. I didn't want to get too excited. There's nothing there from what I've seen coming this season where I can go, he's going to be a legend in Stoke, he's going to go for 40 million. It's not going to happen. But the only one I can look at and go, there's a possibility that he could eventually be a very good forward is, is Jacob Brown. Yeah. Yeah. So that he's my pick, really. Yours is Fletcher, mine's Brown. That's how yeah. I go. Right. So dud of the season. We're signing of the season. Ooh, Fox. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah really. March, Fox, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Just seen nothing of him really. Nothing at all. Uh, what what games I've sort of watched more of him in. I remember watching him against Luton away, and I sort of watched. They were awful on the day, and. 
he could have slotted into Luton's back four he was that bad yeah. it, 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 he just we, we sort of controlled that game for large portions we should have blown them away really on the day um, and you just thought you were the weak link in that team yeah. in, a, in a game we did largely dominate and you think if I you think stand out in a game when you're playing well mm. for being bad that's for me is a bad sign yeah do you know what I mean like no if you play bad and you get pulled up and you go yeah he was probably the worst it's obvious because you're watching how bad everybody is mm. If you're playing really well, you're going, it's yeah. easily a two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's got above a four this season. No. So it, it shows you how poor he's been. He hasn't worked. I suppose with the Anston left-back problem, like Ward was last season, and it's just another poor signing. Yeah. Not impressed with a lot of it. And that's how he goes in. Right, so now we talk about Ryan Watch. And Ryan did get on the pitch. In a massive win, the Caguano brothers, or as they call them over there, I don't think they are related, I think they're from two different countries. <laughs> but yes, it's What's a fact. He's, <laughs> he's got himself on and he's he's glad to be up and running for into Miami. Ryan Watch. We have to get a tune jingle for that, haven't we? Ryan Watch. Right, so going to the transfer rumours, apparently we've been linked to Josh Windass. The obviously younger son of Dean Dean Windass. What do you reckon of him maybe coming in on a free transfer? I don't really know. I don't, I don't really know the last. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have seen I've seen bits and bobs of him, and um, he, he does look alright. This is where we're at though now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do think that sometimes passing judgment too early. Yeah, is this is where we've got to start realising where we are, aren't we? Yeah, and and the thing is, sometimes we in the past we've probably been a bit guilty when the players come in, you go, he's going to really do well at Stoke, and it just doesn't. No, happen. I don't do it with any of them now. No, it, no. It, it, it's just. I mean, the thing is, it, it still comes down to who's going, and then pass judgment again. Because what frightens me some years is, you look who's desperate, you want to go, and they don't go. Mm. And then we bring other players in, and you think they're still here though. Yeah, so when the players are tired or injured, the new ones, they're still coming in because there's problems. <laughs> no, because the problem is that for me, it's not just that, it's that every year we go in on, it's like that list of players we want to go seems to go bigger and bigger because of new signings not working going on that list. Like Morgan Fox is now on that list, yeah, yeah. Folks is on that list. Yeah. It's like a death row. It's like a most wanted it's, list. It's, yeah, it's, it's like it's like a list. This man, it's though. like a list that grows, but the list who you want to keep goes less. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you bought twelve players in. Six keep later. one on. Because <laughs> it is those free chats that Nathan Jones is signing. There's not really been any really that I'd go get him kept. Yeah, not really. No. <laughs> Except no. Powell, really. No. The only thing you would do is make that exit wider at the end. Of <laughs> and that's our biggest problem that we're looking at. It. I mean, we've been linked to a, an 800 grand signing of Matita, who's been on loan at Grimsby Town this season, who's now gone down to the non-league. Apparently he's supposed to be a decent player. I don't really know much about him, but I don't know. What, what can we really say about this lad? I mean, Josh Windass, he failed at Rangers, a player that broke through at Accrington, from what I remember. He's been sort of the replacement for Nick Powell at Wigan. Yeah. And from what I'm hearing at Wigan, you think he's all right. There's not nothing there that you go. But it's, yeah. it's the link to Josh Windass, an, an obvious creation that there might be a spot with Nick Powell not signing a new contract. Yeah, it's like I've said before, with FFP, we are, this is what we're going to have. Players who are either need a second chance or mm. n- try and revitalise the career further down the line, and it's just where we are. The, the problem is you can't even look at the board now because if it's because we we've got money, <laughs> we, yeah. we've got money, and, and the thing is we can't spend it. So yeah. this is what you're going to see. You're going to see players at the back end of the career, players who need to revitalise the career, young lads who want to get a kick start in the career. That's how Stoke's going to be now for me. So it's for a fair few years yeah. to be fair. Yeah. So where's it we'll finish next year? Because the problem is with next year with with a lot of this problems that's gonna come on. And the problem is we'll have a lesser budget next year as well, so we don't get any parachute payments next year. I've got a feeling on seventeenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. 
next yeah. season. I think we'll struggle next season. I think we will struggle next season. I don't think Michael O'Neill will see out the season. No. Because I think, I think yeah, to be honest, I think if an off come in, he'd go. Yeah. Because we're in such a bad situation at this football mm. club. Because the only real key players that make me excited about next season are players like Campbell, like I Collins. I think Campbell's going to go. Like Sutik. I think, I think Campbell will give us one more year. And then if he impresses, I think he'll be gone. He'll be gone, yeah. I think it's all on Campbell. In my opinion, I think it's all on Campbell. I think if we can keep Campbell fit and going, we could have a good season. But it's all on Campbell. Yeah, it's the only quality we've got on that side. The problem is that little um, press report on him earlier in the week that said, I want to fire Stoke into the Premier League. For me, that's a little bit of a reverse. I think that's just his way of saying, if we don't get in the Prem, I'm gone. I'm gone. And, and that, that's how I saw it to be. And to be honest, he is good enough to play. Uh, up the yeah, table. he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Nick Powell is. I think Campbell is. I think Collins is, and I think Suter is. Yeah. And to be honest, from what I've seen of Basic, I think he could eventually break up into that. Yeah. I think he's ready for that. Yeah. I think he needs that championship move, especially now after Peterborough. It's a full season. He needs. He needs a season as our number one. Gun goes back. Basic comes back. Give him a number one shirt, and let's build a young yeah. team. The only the only way that I could be built proven wrong, and we do break into maybe, maybe the playoffs or around those parts is that players like Norton improve, players like Campbell improve and, and the young lads that are coming for our academy because I don't I don't expect our board to go out and improve that team no. with signings. The only way it's going to be is through producing our own talent. Yeah. I mean one of the biggest for me players that do you tell you the biggest player who's disappointed me this season? Tash Oakley Booth. Yeah. He's been my biggest disappointment this year. Yeah. I thought there was a player in him. Yeah. And he's he has got to go out on loan yeah. next season to drop maybe down to League Two or League One yeah. to get some football and prove yeah. he can play. And there's a lot of them. For me, one of the players that surprised me and I'm very impressed with was Norton. I think there's a good young player there. I think he's yeah. a player that, for me, should be getting them places now instead of Oaks. Because the problem is, you can tell now Michael O'Neill's rattled with a lot of stuff that's going on because he's been saying a lot in the press that these young lads aren't ready because the Stoke fans are calling for these young lads because the first team is rubbish. Yeah. But I think the reason why Michael O'Neill is playing these young lads is a big indicator to the board. These players are finished. We need yeah. new players. Yeah. And I think if they say to him, there's no money, there's no budget, say, I don't know, a Blackburn come in or somebody else comes in, he'll go. Yeah. He'll say, I can't stay at Stoke because there's so many problems that need fixing and I've got, yeah. I can't buy any players. Yeah. And we're just going to we're just going to tread water, and I don't want tread water with Stoke. Yeah. When I could go to a different club and build a team. Yeah, because he is at that point in his own career, and to where he, he's if he wants that big move. Because the thing is, if if he stayed at Stoke next season, we get relegated. It destroys his CV. Then really, he's gone from being an international manager, yeah, well, taking on a, a rich championship club. Who can't spend? Who can't spend? <laughs> so then, if he's down into League One, it, it doesn't look good on his CV, does it? No, no. And the problem is, is that if he doesn't get these players, it's going to be a big fix. Right, so there we go. Now some positive for next season. We're going to get relegated apparently, but, but <laughs> here we go. Thanks everybody for listening. You know where we're on. You make sure you have a look on Instagram or Facebook. Just type in the Potters Podcast. You'll find us everywhere. Please come and join. We have a lot of laughs on there, a lot of stuff on, especially the Potters Group page, which is on Facebook. Just type in the Potters. Ask to join. It's just a quick question of who your favourite player is. Don't put Bale in like the lad did this morning because I just get booted <laughs> off. And come on, join in, join the fun. We're on Twitter as well. Just type in the Potters Podcasts and you'll find us. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra. So all the best.